Hi there, come on in. This is Seriously Yourself, the podcast, and I'm Ingrid Hollander. Hi there, come on in. Welcome to Seriously Yourself. I am kind of excited to talk to you today, so I hope I don't ramble in too many circles. If you've been listening, thank you, number one. And I also want to let people know, if you're looking for someone who talks to you from a scripted place, like they're reading to you, I'm not your girl. (laughs) I thought maybe at some point I would do that, and I have no interest in doing that. Though I'm quite certain I know where I'm going when I talk to you. So bear with me and allow your mind to kind of play in these loops and circles that sometimes I create. I don't think I'm a very linear thinker, though I know where I'm going. Anyway, today I'm reflecting on depression. Depression. The reason I'm doing so is because I'm hearing it from a lot of people. It comes out in one of two ways usually, either a statement like, my depression is bad, or I have depression and it feels really hard for me. That's kind of one way or I'm feeling really depressed, or this is depressing. So you see how they're a little bit different. One is talking about, here's something that is a part of me that I kind of own and know, and it's maybe worse right now or more noticeable, my depression or I have depression. And the second is more almost, oh, hey, I just noticed I'm not feeling great kind of more circumstantial. I'm depressed, or this is depressing. I think if you're in the camp of the second one, and you've never gotten any advice about it, or had any therapy, or um, talked to anyone about it, and you're feeling depressed right now, it might make sense to get a hold of someone and have a word with them, just so you could get clearer on, is this circumstantial? Uh, something about the way life is right now that's just hard for you? Or do you need some care? And it's always good to get care. That's why I do this. If you're in the first camp and you find yourself reflecting upon your depression, you know, if you hear yourself saying, my depression, or I live with this depression, or I've really been very depressed, that's a good signal to take a minute and get curious about it before you continue to have that be kind of a leading part of you. You know, in other words, if everything that you are going to think or do starts with uh, my depression feels, or I am so depressed that or I would accept for my depression, it's a really good time to get a little step back. And I'll tell you what I mean. Imagine that you are in a room 
And there's all these people that you know and, and care about in the room with you. And, you know, we are, you're all vaxxed and boosted if you are, and you feel really safe. <laughs> and you're going to embrace these people. And you select the one that sort of stands in front of you the most. And that person walks up to you and you hold them. But when you hold them, they kind of engulf you. They won't let go. My nephew Aaron used to do a little joke with us when we'd hug him and he'd, he'd hold you. And then when you get to that moment of natural release, he would say, say when, but he wouldn't let go. <laughs> and it always brought a giggle like, uh, yeah, when was about three seconds ago. And then you get into that thing of almost like defying each other, like, well, who's going to say when first, like playing hug chicken or something. <laughs> but in this case, you go to this one that often gets your attention, and they hug you and they don't let go, or you don't let them go. And you can't get any perspective on anything else that's going on in the room, right? Because this one is holding you so tightly. And it's probably like your Aunt Agnes or something that, you know, she's always wanting to hug you. And you're like, you know, really, a quick hug would be fine with you, Aunt Agnes. So I want you to imagine that your depressive parts, the parts of you that feel this depression in your nervous system, in your mind, uh, for some of us in our personalities even, are kind of like that. And there are times of our lives, of the year, when they are maybe a little more up, like wanting us to, to know a little more of themselves, you know, like Aunt Agnes hasn't seen you in a while, and she just really wants to share some new recipes. And you don't really want those recipes, but you feel kind of stuck with them anyway, even though they're familiar. So if you could get a little space from that depression and just take a minute and notice, all right, <laughs> this part of me is kind of leading my thought processes, how I'm approaching the day, maybe kind of sapping my energy, maybe making me feel a little less like myself when I'm in a group or with a friend or even a partner, a loved one. Maybe this energy of depression tells me that I don't have the ability or resources to do the things that I kind of feel like probably would make me feel kind of good right now. Or that I don't deserve to feel good right now because the world is difficult. Or, you know, whatever other story this Aunt Agnes, and my apologies to any Agnes's out there, it's a nice name, uh, any aunties of de depression want to share with you. I was lucky, lucky, lucky enough to be at a retreat this weekend, and I got to hear Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and many other things, and Rachel Cargill, who, among other things, does uh, the Loveland Foundation and The Great Unlearn. And they were fantastic, and I feel more than grateful for the opportunity to have been there. 
And Elizabeth was talking about a time in her life when she was just extremely depressed. You know, when our stress rises to a level of impossibility in our body, it's not compatible with life, (laughs) depression will take over and knock us way into a low state just to keep us alive. That's just an aside if you're feeling that way. But she said when she felt like there was nothing in her but this low, low level of, you know, sadness, depression, you know, grief, you know, just horrible feeling for her. She did what she called kind of a reverse MRI. When an MRI would typically scan for disease, right, in the body, she used her sort of uh, intuitive MRI to go in and scan for any spots of light, of happy, of joy, of enchantment, of bright, any tiny, tiny spots. And I love this example, because what she actually did then was she took very small steps to make those spots larger, to give them more of the attention that they needed and deserved. And in her example, one of those spots was that she loved hearing Italian. She loved the language. And so she began studying it just a bit and then just a bit more. And as she learned it, she felt like those little bright light spots were growing within her, creating more joy and more enchantment, which were not congruent with the overriding sense of depression. So if you go back to our room with all of your friends and loved ones gathered there who want your embrace, and you're hanging on with your aunt depression, I'll call her now, (laughs) and it feels like she won't let go. You know, take a minute and look up and look around the room. Because you're probably going to find other parts of you that are really not like that depressive state at all. You might have parts of you that are waiting over in the corner with your favorite fun thing to do. Maybe they're holding a paintbrush or a pen or a cookbook or auto mechanic tools. (laughs) Whatever it is you love. Maybe you have a little part over in the corner going, hey, hey. It's been a long time. I miss you. Come over here and give me a hug. Or picture in the other corner, there's maybe a teenage kind of a part of your personality from way back who loved to dance. And maybe that part is standing by the old record player or holding a boombox on its shoulder or has on headphones attached to a Walkman or is listening to an Alexa (laughs) play their favorite music, and they're dancing and having a ball. Does this make sense to you? Those little spots of light within you 
that when you can get a little space from this big auntie hugging you, this one of depression, they're still there. But they kind of get eclipsed, you know, they get pushed away. They are absolutely 100% as true as the depression. And yet, how often during the day do you find yourself going, my creativity, you know, blank, blank, blank. (laughs) Even if you say, my creativity is struggling just a bit, but I love it anyway. And I'm curious about it anyway. Or my dancer has felt a little out of shape these days. Ooh, but I can still drum up the feeling of that part in my body. And maybe I'll hop over into a room by myself and listen to my favorite song and move a bit. Right? Or my child imagination over here that is fascinated by tree bark and loves to go for a walk in the woods and just feel the different bark on the trees and notice what it's like to be a tree, maybe even touch or talk to those trees today. That part needs a little more embracing from me right? A little more attention, a little more time. And that sort of keeps that auntie of depression, the one that can hold you so tight, you know, with her big bosom and her soft, mushy arms that make you want to cry and sink into the sofa and have no energy and just eat macaroni and cheese. You know that one? Yeah. She can get a little space from you. You're still embracing her, right? You still want to hear what she has to tell you. Maybe she's looking around going, you know, I could use a change too. It'd be nice not to have to hold you so tightly. Wouldn't it be cool if if some of these parts in here stepped forward just a little bit more for you in your inner world? So that's what I'd love you to try. Take a second and notice how much airtime, thought time, ownership time are you giving to your parts that might feel depressed. And do not push them away. Rather, ask them what would feel just a tiny bit more balanced. And then look around and own even the tiniest ones that hold some light, energy, love, enthusiasm, inspiration for you. These parts are every bit as important, but they don't get the airtime. And when you do, just like Elizabeth Gilbert did, maybe you give them a little more love care, emphasis, so that they too can grow just a bit and be more with you, more in your presence. 
for me, when I start feeling low, I mean, first of all, I really have to make sure I'm taking care of my physical body, you know, that I'm resting and that I'm breathing and that I'm noticing uh, the stories I tell myself in my own head. (laughs) And then I need to give myself little tastes of light. So I might grab a pattern and, you know, create something with my sewing machine, or I might pull up a cookbook, and make a really great dinner. Or I might take a walk outside, or read a book, or take a lovely bath, and so on and so on. You know, these parts are not lacking for ideas, trust me, if you just listen. Well, I'm really interested to hear how you're feeling, and I'd love to hear If you could practice, when you notice yourself say, well, my depression, or I'm depressed, then notice, are you giving a little bit more airtime to my creativity tells me this, or feels like this, or my playfulness wants this, and make sure that gets some equal airtime in your world, just a bit. Take good care of yourself. Take good, good care of yourself. I'll see you here next week. And thank you so much for joining me. I'm delighted that you're here. Be well. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Seriously Yourself. To help treat yourself well each week, go ahead and subscribe to Seriously Yourself wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share this link with anyone you love who might be seeking a little more truth and delight in their lives. If you just can't get enough and you'd like even more goodness, you can become a part of Seriously Yourself, the membership community. You'll receive a monthly magazine, personal gatherings, and cool little treats delivered right to your mailbox. Find out more about that on my website, IngridYHillanderLMFT.com. And thanks to those who make Seriously Yourself special. Our wonderful music is Midsummer from the album Flood by the fabulous Joel Hillander. Seriously Yourself is produced by Particulate Media, K.O. Myers Executive Producer. The ideas and inspirations come from beautiful humans like you that I feel lucky to know. And I'm Ingrid Hollander. Take good care of yourself. See you next time.